Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they on that. They literally get right here. Y'all, Ooh, I tried. <clears throat> Today is uh, my version of Tell the Truth Tuesday. It's uh, September 12, 2018. And um, September the 10th, rewind it back a bit, um, was Monday. That Sunday, I was very emotional, okay? And if you follow me on my page at miss.d.scott on Instagram, you'll see that I actually posted a picture of my mother and myself when I first moved back to New York from Florida. And I was very emotional that day, that Sunday. I was just crying, laying in the bed, hadn't been eating all week, you know, dealing with a death that had happened in my family structure, I'll say. Uh, A couple weeks prior, I had to go out of town for and handle that business because everybody in my circle, their mental health counts, and I want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. And I've been in this really protective space for the last couple weeks. And that's very odd of me because I'm such a giver that I always want to give, and it's crazy because I'm about to get upset and I thought I was fine going into this show right now. So I didn't do a show yesterday because it was September 11th. And obviously we know what happened that day. And I remember being in New York on September 11th a couple years back, waiting to catch a flight out of there. And I I always knew that I had some issues going on with energy. So I went to Ground Zero. And I, I can't explain it to you. The only thing I could tell you is that, I'm death sensitive, we'll say that, because 
with the temple from Burning Man, the morning temple that we went to in D.C. I went with my homegirl, C. Rossi and Sierra. And with me being at September 11th, right at ground zero, where it happened, the air was so thick that I can't breathe. And I get to a place where I'm almost about to pass out. I'm inconsolable. You can't say or do nothing with me. So Sunday night, I'm up. Normally, when I'm finished doing my work, because I'm opposite, I'm a vampire, so my 9 to 5 is 9 at night to 5 in the morning. So I'm having a drink, and I'm watching Power, and I'm like, what the fuck? And, you know, then I start watching Insecure. I watch Queen of the South, put a clay mask on, because I want to be cute this week. You know, Ezra Lee Frida is, is always prevalent when you're trying to get your shit cute. And um, I... I was going to go to bed, and I remember I promised my son I was going to make these oatmeal raisin chocolate chip squares for his breakfast so we could have something warm because we had a little bit of a cold snap just for a day or two. My phone was off because I keep my phone off, no ringer, no buzzer, no nothing, until I wake up, and as Jay Prince would say, the sleep leaves my eyes. I made a series of videos with my clay mask on, it's a white mask. I said I look like M. Boucher Wright from Dead Presidents. And I look down at my phone at 6 a.m., 6.30, and I see my Aunt Nita calling. My Aunt Nita is very, and I are very uh, telepathic. So um, as soon as I seen it, I knew it was either him or my other aunt. Who I'm going to get to that. So she tells me my uncle passed. Now, my uncle's name is Dennis, which obviously my name is Denise. That's who I was named after. My middle name is Marie, named after Anita Marie, which is my aunt. And uh, my uh, my uncle's name is after the god Dionysus, which in mythology is the god of wine, which makes sense because my uncle liked to party. He liked to have a good time. If I could use one word to just describe my uncle Dennis, he was robust in everything that he did. And you guys have actually seen my Uncle Dennis because I just went and saw him three weeks ago in Pittsburgh, went to his house. And again, I got that feeling. It was on me. Go see your uncle. 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 The same way it was on me for to tell my friend, go see your dad. Go see your dad. Go see your dad. Go see your dad. Both of them died within weeks. So... I went to see my uncle. We went straight there. Went and got something to eat, went straight there. Hung out with him and his wife. Had a good time. He looked so fine. Like, he looked, you know, good, considering he battled cancer. Him and my aunt, my other aunt, there's seven of them, found out that they had cancer at the same time. And um, they both went through chemo at the same time. And uh, she was doing well. My my cousin, my younger cousin, was in Iceland with his, his wife, uh, Essence Magazine, uh, editor and uh, they were in Iceland. They left a baby with my aunt in New York, in New Jersey, and my uncle also beat cancer with his chemo. Same time they got diagnosed right around Thanksgiving last year. Same time. My family is old school, so we just kind of keep that type of shit to ourselves because we don't solicit for pity. And the only reason I'm even doing this show right now is because I'm so proud of him and. Uh, the legacy that's attached to him. And um, you just, you know, when I talk about 
my structure. And I thought real hard about doing a show with me breaking down, and y'all seem to respond not better, but understanding when I break down because I think that there is some myth that I am masculine or that I am mannish or that I just, you know, yeah, I own the brand zero fucks all that shit, but like I'm still a woman, I'm still feminine, I still get hurt, I still take L's. And uh, so back to Monday, I knew there was a reason that I was staying up because I, normally I would have been asleep by 6.30. 6.30 a.m. is a dangerous time for me because I'd be knocked the fuck out. And, um, you know, she told me he passed. And I had an awful cry because first it was my mom of the siblings. Now it's Uncle Dennis. And so it's a realization of mortality that we don't really have that much time here. And um, I'm about my business. I'm very proud of where I've gotten to. And I'm walking my line, but there's a lot of people that don't. And I'm very thankful that I listen to spirit now so they don't fuck me up. Because I'm in a place right now, I don't know if any of you are taking a spiritual journey or, or walking that path, but... I'm in a place right now where they don't even throw no boulders at me. They just fuck my shit all up. They be like, bitch, you're not going over here. You're not doing this. My ancestors is just literally like they put it. It's like they're standing on my shoulders. Like, bitch, I told you to go over there and do that. Okay. But I didn't need that urging because I know because I am a family person. It was time to see my family. You know, we don't go to Pittsburgh in the winter because there are hills, and you can get fucked up. You can get in a car accident just driving up the street because it's very hilly. And um, so I cried a hard cry, like from my soul's cry, because it's one of the first times that I'm the child in a situation. I'm not the adult. I'm not the person that is responsible for anything. I'm literally the child. And I remember when my grandmother passed, I told everybody there, I said, I don't want to see Y'all and no shit, you know. Everything after that matriarch and that patriarch is gone is going to go to shit. And I knew it. I felt it. And on some levels it did. But my uncle was actually the one that, when you talk about good black man and who I try to model my interpersonal relationships with men after my father, my uncles, my brothers, they're all good men. They all take care of their family. And my uncle was a man that bought his house, lived in his house forever, you know, worked a regular job, you know, married, fell in love. My uncle was married a couple times. You talking about 10 to 15 years each, though. So my uncle might have had some periods being single, but he enjoyed being married. His last wife was a little crazy, but... You know, we love her, and he loved her, and she wasn't going nowhere. He wasn't going nowhere either. Um, I didn't see men in my family disrespecting women. I didn't grow up seeing niggas in my family cheating on women left and right and it being, you know, a known thing. And I'm sure many in my family have did they shit. But my aunties and my grandma and all them, they never knew about it. My mama, too. And uh, 
So I grew up in a very protected space where if I call my uncles and they had to go handle some shit, you was getting handled. And it didn't matter if it was the preacher uncle, Uncle Dennis, like, you know, it didn't matter. You was going to get handled. And I think that that's one of the things that hurt the most is because I'm like losing my armor out here. You know, this incident happened Monday, and I just felt so helpless because this is my ancestor that's dumb. I can't do anything. I mean, I'm going, obviously, but um, then I get a phone call. I'm going to just put this shit on the air because I'm sick of co-signing people's bad behavior and people not understanding. I'm not an army of motherfucking one. I'm not. If I told my brothers, my uncles, family members, people that adore me, people that volunteer for me, people that, you know, respect me, 1% of the shit that you motherfuckers out here try me with, listen, I don't got to touch you to touch you. And these ain't threats. This is just me saying, like, motherfuckers be fucking with me like I'm just really out here by myself. So I get a phone call. And this is why you should always mind your words. Because you don't know on what day somebody is going through something. Okay? And I'm not nasty to people. I just go into my shell. So I get a phone call. Let me put my son on the phone. And my first response as a queen is, who the fuck are you talking to? So we had some turmoil going on with my son. I'm, a, I'm an adult. I'm a parent. I can say that. And I reached out to my ex-husband to help me with our son. He's remarried. He's got another baby on the way. And um, I sent him a text message because I was at the funeral of the, you know, um, perceived family member. And it would have been inappropriate for me to have called and said, hey, listen, this is what's going on with our son, and I'm in the middle of consoling somebody else, another grown-ass man. So I don't get nothing back for four days. He don't call my child for a week. And I have to put you motherfuckers on blast because I'm tired of being nice to you bitches. Fuck you. Fuck your motherfucking wife because she ain't shit either. And the reason that you're not shit, Raquel, is because of the fact that you know that your husband if he's your husband, because I saw the life insurance paperwork, your last name is still what it is. It's not It's not the same as mine, so I don't know. Are you getting benefits? Is that why? And I have to put y'all on blast because this has to go on public record because of the fact that you keep fucking playing with me when it comes to my son. I don't bother y'all, okay? A lot of people don't know. My uncle was at my wedding. They told my husband, if you fucking try to play my niece, we're going to have to have a sit down and we're going to have a conversation. My uncle that was a preacher, all of but put a curse on him and said, if you play her or you try to fuck her over, basically, you'll never play another day in baseball. And he really never did. Okay, so I get, I just found out today from a woman, the same amount of child support that somebody who just recently stopped smoking crack was paying. Okay, I don't bother this man. You know, because I, I don't never say nothing about the child support because the shit that I do to make sure that my son is in a relationship with his father is fucking ungodly. And I'm tired, super tired. So, and my uncle was one of the people that was around my son, the rite of passage. We just seeped him. 
So I get a phone call, and I said, well, hello, how you doing? I would like to talk to you before I put my son on the phone. You don't talk to me. You you don't have to text me. You could call me. Now, this is real spicy from a motherfucker that just got a citizenship two weeks ago. And I warned my people. I said, listen, you might have to go and see this motherfucker because I said he just got his citizenship two fucking weeks ago. He about to start acting a whole nut-ass motherfucking fool because now he can't be deported, which that was never my intent. I'll do whatever you need me to do to make sure that you stay in this country so you can have a relationship with your son because I'm not built like that. But what we're not going to do, what we're not going to do is be disrespectful to the motherfucker that pays all the money to fly your son back and forth to you like you live across town and you live 3,000 miles away, okay? When y'all see me taking them trips to Texas, I'm bringing my son to see his daddy, okay? I pay for that, okay? Then... (laughs) You know, so when people be questioning my financial situation, bitch, don't count my motherfucking money. My son is good, okay, and I make sure that he sees his father. I do my part. So for you to be disrespectful towards me, now it gets deeper. So the gentleman that I'm involved with, I told him, please call this man and make him understand that today was not the day. This man, okay, calls. He says, look, I don't want no beef. The the ex-husband tells my significant other, you know, it's none of your fucking business. Now, me personally, I'm disgusted because if it was me, I would have said, well, it is my motherfucking business when the child, your child has a whole floor in my house that belongs to him. It is my motherfucking business that when your child comes here, he's allowed to stay at my house and you don't even have a room for him at yours. That's what I would have said. But, hey, I'm not a dude. I can't call it. Then he puts his wife on the phone, which my significant other is not realizing. Uh, he basically is calling you a bitch because he's basically saying, I'm not going to fucking have a conversation with you. Now, you don't know his wife, okay? There was no reason for her to get on the phone because, bitch, it's none of your motherfucking business either, okay? Now, I've had respect for this woman. I, you know, send the baby gifts and stuff like that. I don't got no beef with her, but I do have beef with bitches that don't allow and don't make it mandatory that their dude take care of the kids because now what happens is, you know, you up here, you look like a whole ass fucking bitch right now. So you get on the phone with my significant other talking about we try to communicate with Denise but she doesn't communicate well. Now, if it was me, because I'm just venting, if I'm my significant other, I'm like, well, what is it that my significant other does that is not communicating when she flies the little nigga all the way to see you, drops him off, stays in the condo, or stays with him at the time, and then comes back. What is she not communicating? Because, bitch, she don't talk to you, and I know she don't talk to you because I'm with her. And I know that she didn't call and blow up your phone. I'm not that type of ex-wife. I don't give a fuck what y'all do. Good, You know, that's, that's great. That's what's up. You wife number three. Congratulations. Okay? What I do have a problem with is y'all keep fucking playing with me. So he tried to explain to them, like, you know, you probably – This was not the day. Like, nigga, you calling back three weeks after we called you about your son. And today her uncle died. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Nah, keep the same fucking energy, you fucking derelict motherfuckers. And this is the shit that you bitches do. You breed these contemptuous motherfuckers, and they hate me because I moved on in life and I'm succeeding in doing what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. I'm tired of all y'all motherfuckers. Okay, and it's not that the world got to stop because my uncle died, because there's going to be more death before I leave this motherfucking earth. 
but I don't bother with you motherfuckers. You should be thanking God every day that all you pay me is a motherfucking car note for your son every month for the last 10 motherfucking years. I don't bother y'all. I don't bother y'all. So the one day that I'm having a slight nervous breakdown, I call a child to do a man's job, and I'm sorry I have to say that. Because I wish on all the motherfucking stars in the sky that my brother would have called this motherfucker. Because they not even my brother ain't even allowed to talk to the motherfucker. Okay, if my if my ex husband would have put his wife on the phone and it was to my brother, my brothers would have hung up. My brothers would have been like, I'm not talking to your bitch. Put your nigga back on the phone. Because this is between me and him. This is family. You stood before God and my sister. And said you was going to do this, this, and this. I didn't. I don't ask no motherfucker to marry me. I don't ask no motherfucker to give me no babies. I'll jump shot all your motherfucking kids in the garbage. I don't give a fuck. Okay? This baby was made out of love, and all of a sudden, because you have a new wife, you know, we, we have a problem. But I have a problem with communication. No, I have a problem with communication because you know I will touch you. And I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? We grown. Okay, this is the same broad. I don't know if y'all remember that said that I caused her miscarriage back motherfucking, you know, so many years ago. And I'm like, bitch, I only met you one time. I'm just trying to figure out how I caused you a miscarriage from the stress. Bitch, please. You want to know what's stressful? Bitch, try taking care of a motherfucking teenage boy with no parental involvement. So my uncle that just passed is the uncle that if Manny was going to go away for the summer, that's where he would have stayed. He would have stayed at him or Uncle Michael's house. Uncle Michael is the preacher uncle. So... I want y'all to make sure that y'all say some blessings and some prayers for my Uncle Dennis. He went in his sleep. He was peaceful. What a lot of people don't know is that after we left him, we were in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, he drove to my other patriarch's house, Uncle Melvin's down in Alabama. Uncle Melvin is also a preacher. He'd been in the church, you know, (laughs) Jesus, probably 70 years down there in Alabama. And, um, they went down there for his 80-something birthday party. And on the way back, my uncle had to be rushed to the hospital because he had a stroke and he went blind in one eye, very similar to what my grandfather did, which my grandfather went blind, also passed to cancer years ago. My son, his middle name is Philip, okay, because their name is Philip Dennis, both my grandfather and my uncle. So my son is named after them, and I'm named after my uncle and my aunt. So when y'all go on my page and y'all laughing and y'all having a good time, make sure you go to the video where I was talking about the Grillmaster 2000s, and that's my Uncle Dennis. You know, so that's how I would want to choose to remember him instead of having somebody call me on some wild, weird shit and tarnish my motherfucking day. And now I understand, like, when people be getting out of character, I understand that now because you people have no boundaries. Like, I I just don't bother people like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck, you know, the girl at Walmart got going on or the chicken target or the chick at Chick-fil-A. I don't know what you motherfuckers got going on, so I don't bother people. You have to really come up out of character and bother me to get me to react to you in a certain specific way. And so in this time, while I'm in this protective space, I have to realize that my army, my armor is dying all around me getting sick and dying, which is going to end up leaving me at some point unprotected. And so all we really have as humans is each other, okay? So this funeral is going to be extremely difficult because it's in the church that we was raised in, you know, it's out of town. And it was so all of a sudden, you know, they say it comes in threes. So now I'm like, 
fuck who's next. And so if you look at the hashtag on the show, um, a hashtag death positive, and what death positive that whole movement is about and the whole reason that I, I rock for Santissima Muerte is because it literally means holy death. It means that I hope that if you have to go, it is the most swift and holy death. I hope that you don't have no pain. You know, I hope that you don't suffer. And that's anybody. Bitch, if I don't like you, I, 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 don't, I don't wish nobody have a painful death or a horrible death. If it's your time to go and they're coming for you, go. But I don't wish that pain on anybody. And some of us walk around living with that pain every day. And so the death positive movement is basically this movement where people are getting together and talking about how death is just another transcendence. So just like we are birthed, we leave here. These are two things that are very, very fucking certain. If you came here, you're going to leave. And so instead of us being so upset about the death, for me, I'm upset because it's the end. I don't get the hugs, I don't get the barbecue, I don't get the backyard anymore, I don't get I don't get any of that. You know, and I'm selfish because I'm the child in the situation. That's my uncle. And um so the death positive movement is basically about people making sure that their loved ones are taken care of. They have proper funeral arrangements, which my family does, you know, cuz we one of us runs a funeral home, you know, we have proper insurance. And we're able to take care of things so that you're not putting the living family members out. The death positive movement is also saying that people that are sick or terminal are saying, I know that I have to go, and I'm just hoping that it's not painful. Same thing that the whole Santissima Muerte movement is about, without y'all trying to say she's a narco saint. So I'm going to leave you guys with a song that reminds me of my uncle, because one of the things about my uncle Dennis was he had, like, the party house. He was the most consistent. He never moved back home with my grandparents. He kept his house. He kept his wives. He kept, you know, took care of his kids. He just found his one kid that was actually in Africa after 30-something years. Like, that's the Arrington way. And so anytime you would go to his house, he had the speakers hooked up where you could hear all the music, you know. He was always cooking some. You want to drink, you know, his wife drink Parmesan. That's, that's the type the way that I would learn to remember him. And I know that this was one of his more favorite bands and one of the songs that you might be hearing if you walked up into my Uncle Dennis's house. So I want y'all to stay positive. I want y'all to stay in your lane. I want y'all to stop fucking with people because if you fuck with people and then they fuck back, now it's a problem. Apologize often. Say I love you often. And do what the fuck you're supposed to do in this lifetime. Because if you're not out here doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to end up doing what you got to do instead of doing what you were supposed to be doing.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.